Act Two of Vera or the Nihilists. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Vera or the Nihilists by Oscar Wilde. Act Two. Scene. Council chamber in the Emperor's palace, hung with yellow tapestry table with chair of state set for the tsar window behind opening onto a balcony as the scene progresses the light outside gets darker present prince paul maralovsky prince petrovich count ruvalov baron raff count petuchov so our young scatterbrained savage has been forgiven at last and is to take his seat here again yes if that is not meant as an extra punishment for my own part at least i find these cabinet councils extremely exhausting naturally you're always speaking no i think it must be that i have to listen sometimes still anything is better than being kept in a sort of prison like he was never allowed to go out into the world my dear count for romantic young people like he is the world always looks best at a distance and a prison where one's allowed to order one's own dinner is not at all a bad place enter the tsarevich the courtiers rise ah good afternoon prince your highness is looking a little pale to-day i want a change of air a most revolutionary sentiment your imperial father would highly disapprove of any reforms with the thermometer in russia my imperial father had kept me for six months in this dungeon of a palace this morning he has me suddenly woke up to see some wretched nihilists hung it sickened me the bloody butchery though it was a noble thing to see how well these men can die when you are as old as I am, Prince, you will understand that there are few things easier than to live badly and to die well. Easy to die well? A lesson experience cannot have taught you, whatever you may know of a bad life. Prince Paul shrugging his shoulders. Experience the name men give to their mistakes. I never commit any. No, crimes are more in your line. The emperor was a good deal agitated about your late appearance at the ball last night, prince. <laughs> I believe he thought the nihilists had broken into the palace and carried you off. If they had, you would have missed a charming dance. And an excellent supper. Gringoire really excelled himself in his salad. Ah, you may laugh, baron, but to make a good salad is a much more difficult thing than cooking accounts. To make a good salad is to be a brilliant diplomatist. The problem is so entirely the same in both cases, to know exactly how much oil one must put with one's vinegar. A cook and a diplomatist? An excellent parallel. If I had a son who was a fool, I'd make him one or the other. I see your father did not hold the same opinion, Baron. But believe me, you are wrong to run down cookery. For myself, the only immortality I desire is to invent a new sauce. I have never had time enough to think seriously about it, but I feel it is in me. I feel it is in me. You have certainly missed your métier, Prince Paul. The cordon bleu 
would have suited you much better than the grand cross of honour. But you know you could never have worn your white apron well. You would have soiled it too soon. Your hands are not clean enough. Prince Paul, bowing. Que voulez-vous? I manage your father's business. You mismanage my father's business. You mean. Evil genius of his life that you are. Before you came, there was some love left in him. It is you who have embittered his nature, poured into his ear the poison of treacherous counsel, made him hated by the whole people, made him what he is, a tyrant. The courtiers look significantly at each other. I see your highness does want change of air. But I have been an eldest son myself. Lights a cigarette. I know what it is when a father won't die to please one. The Tsarevich goes to the top of the stage and leans against the window, looking out. Foolish boy! He will be sent into exile or worse, if he is not careful. Yes, what a mistake it is to be sincere. The only folly you never committed, Baron. One has only one head, you know, Prince. My dear Baron, your head is the last thing anyone would wish to take from you. Pulls out snuff-box and offers it to Prince Petrovich. Thanks, Prince. Thanks. Very delicate, isn't it? I get it direct from Paris. But under this vulgar republic everything has degenerated over there. Coutelettes Imperial vanished, of course, with the Bourbon, and omelettes went out with the Orleanists. While Belle France is entirely ruined, Prince, through bad morals and worse cookery, Ah, Marquis. I trust Madame la Marquise is well. You ought to know better than I do, Prince Paul. You see more of her. Prince Paul, bowing. Perhaps I see more in her, Marquis. Your wife is really a charming woman, so full of esprit, and so satirical, too. She talks continually of you when we are together. Prince Petrovich, looking at the clock. His Majesty is a little late today, is he not? What has happened to you, my dear Petrovitch? You seem quite out of sorts. You haven't quarrelled with your cook, I hope. What a tragedy that would be for you. You would lose all your friends. I fear I wouldn't be so fortunate as that. You forget I still have my purse for them to go to. But you are wrong for once. My chef and I are on excellent dining terms. Then your creditors, or Mademoiselle Vera Seberov, have been writing to you. I find both of them such excellent correspondents. But really, you needn't be alarmed. I find the most violent proclamations from the executive committee, as they call it, left all over my house. I never read them. They are so badly spelt as a rule. Wrong again, Prince. The nihilists? Leave me alone for some reason or other. Ah, true. I forgot. Indifference is the revenge the world takes on mediocrities. I am bored with life. Bored to death, Prince. Since the opera season ended, I have been a perpetual martyr to ennui. The Maladie du Cercle. You want a new excitement, Prince? Let me see. You have been married twice already. Suppose you try falling in love for once. Prince, I've been thinking a good deal lately. You surprise me very much, Baron. 
I cannot understand your nature. If my nature had been made to suit your comprehension rather than my own requirements, I am afraid I would have made a very poor figure in the world. There seems to be nothing in life about which you would not jest. Ah, my dear Count, life is much too important a thing ever to talk seriously about it. Tsarevich, coming back from the window. I don't think Prince Paul's nature is such a mystery. He would stab his best friend for the sake of writing an epigram on his tombstone, or experiencing a new sensation. Pablo, I would sooner lose my best friend than my worst enemy. To have friends, you know, one need only be good-natured. But when a man has no enemy left, there must be something mean about him. If to have enemies is a measure of greatness, then you must be a colossus indeed, prince. Yes, I know, I'm the most hated man in Russia, except your father, of course, prince. He doesn't seem to like it very much, by the way, but I do, I assure you. I love to drive through the streets and see how the canai scowl at me from every corner. It makes me feel I am a power in Russia, one man against a hundred millions. Besides, I have no ambition to be a popular hero, to be crowned with laurels one year and pelted with stones the next. I prefer dying peaceably in my own bed. And after death? Prince Paul shrugging his shoulders. Heaven is a despotism. I shall be at home there. Do you never think of the people and their rights? The people and their rights bore me. I am sick of both. In these modern days, to be vulgar, illiterate, common and vicious seems to give a man a marvellous infinity of rights that his honest fathers never dreamed of. Believe me, Prince, in good democracy every man should be an aristocrat. But these people in Russia who seek to thrust us out are no better than the animals in one's preserves, and made to be shot at, most of them. If they are common, illiterate, vulgar, no better than the beasts of the field, who made them so? Enter aide de camp. His Imperial Majesty, the Emperor. Prince Paul looks at the Tsarevich and smiles. Enter the Tsar, surrounded by his guard. Tsarevich, rushing forward to meet him. Sire! Don't come too near me, boy. Don't come too near me, I say. There is always something about an heir to a crown unwholesome to his father. Who is that man over there? I don't know him. What is he doing? Is he a conspirator? Have you searched him? Give him till tomorrow to confess, then hang him, hang him. Sire, you are anticipating history. This is Count Petuchov, your new ambassador to Berlin. He has come to kiss hands on his appointment. To kiss my hand? There is some plot in it. He wants to poison me. There, kiss my son's hand. It will do quite as well. Prince Paul signs to Count Petuchov to leave the room. Exit Petuchov and the guards. Tsar sinks down into his chair. The courtiers remain silent. Prince Paul approaching. Sire, will your majesty... Oh, what do you startle me like that for? No, I won't. Watches the courtiers nervously. 
why are you clattering your sword sir take it off i shall have no man wear a sword in my presence looking at tsarevich least of all my son to prince paul you are not angry with me prince you won't desert me will you say you won't desert me what do you want you can have anything anything prince paul bowing very low sire tis enough for me to have your confidence i was afraid he was going to revenge himself and give me another decoration tsar returning to his chair well gentlemen sire i have the honour to present to you a loyal address from your subjects of the province of archangel expressing their horror on the last attempt of your majesty's life the last attempt but two you ought to have said marquis don't you see it is dated three weeks back oh, they are good people in the province of archangel honest loyal people they love me very much simple loyal people give them a new saint it costs nothing well alexis turning to the tsarevich how many traitors were hung this morning there were three men strangled sire oh there should have been three thousand i would to god that this people had but one neck that i might strangle them with one noose did they tell anything whom did they implicate what did they confess nothing sire oh, they should have been tortured then why weren't they tortured must i always be fighting in the dark am i never to know from what root these traitors spring what root should there be of discontent among the people but tyranny and injustice amongst their rulers what did you say boy tyranny tyranny am i a tyrant oh, i'm not i love the people i'm their father i'm called so in every official proclamation have a care boy have a care you don't seem to be cured yet of your foolish tongue goes over to prince paul and puts his hand on his shoulder prince paul tell me were there many people there this morning to see the nihilist hung hanging is of course a great deal less of a novelty in russia now sire than it was three or four years ago and you know how easily the people get tired even of their best amusements but the square and the tops of the houses were really quite crowded were they not prince to the tsarevich who takes no notice that's right all loyal citizens should be there it shows them what to look forward to did you arrest any one in the crowd yes sire a woman for cursing your name the tsarevich starts anxiously she was the mother of the two criminals tsar looking at tsarevich she should have blessed me for having rid her of her children send her to prison the prisons of russia are too full already sire there is no room in them for any more victims oh, they don't die fast enough then you should put more of them into one cell at once you don't keep them long enough in the mines if you do they're sure to die but you're all too merciful 
i am too merciful myself send her to siberia she is sure to die on the way enter an aide de camp who's that who's that a letter for his imperial majesty i won't open it there may be something in it it would be a very disappointing letter sire if there wasn't takes letter himself and reads it prince petrovitch to count ruvalov it must be of some sad news i know that smile too well from the chief of the police at archangel sire the governor of the province was shot this morning by a woman as he was entering the courtyard of his own house the assassin has been seized oh, i never trusted the people of archangel it's a nest of nihilists and conspirators take away their saints they don't deserve them your highness would punish them more severely by giving them an extra one three governors shot in two months smiles to himself sire permit me to recommend your loyal subject the marquis de poivre as the new governor of your province of archangel sire i am unfit for the post marquis you are too modest believe me there is no man in russia i would sooner see governor of archangel than yourself whispers to tsar quite right prince paul you are always right see that the marquis letters are made out at once he can start to-night sire i shall really miss you very much marquis i always liked your taste in wines and wives extremely start to-night sire prince paul whispers to the tsar yes marquis to-night it is better to go at once i shall see that madame la marquise is not too lonely while you are away so you need not be alarmed for her i should be more alarmed for myself oh the governor of archangel shot in his own courtyard by a woman i'm not safe here i'm not safe anywhere with that she-devil of the revolution vera saborov here in moscow prince paul is that woman still here they tell me that she was at the grand duke's ball last night i can hardly believe that but she certainly had intended to leave for novgorod to-day sire the police were watching every train for her but for some reason or other she did not go some traitor must have warned her but i shall catch her yet a chase after a beautiful woman is always exciting you must hunt her down with bloodhounds and when she is taken i shall hew her limb from limb i shall stretch her on the rack till her pale white body is twisted and curled like paper in the fire oh we shall have another hunt immediately for her sire prince alexis will assist us i am sure you never require any assistance to ruin a woman prince paul vera the nihilist in moscow oh god were it not better to die at once the dog's death they plot for me than to live as i live now never to sleep or if i do to dream such horrid dreams that hell itself were peace when matched with them to trust none but those i have bought 
to buy none worth trusting to see a traitor in every smile poison in every dish a dagger in every hand to lie awake at night listening from hour to hour for the stealthy creeping of the murderer for the laying of the damned mine you are all spies you are all spies you worst of all you my own son which of you is it who hides these bloody proclamations under my own pillow or at the table where i sit which of y'all is the judas who betrays me oh god oh god methinks there was a time once in our war with england when nothing could make me afraid i have ridden into the crimson heart of war and borne back an eagle which those wild islanders had taken from us men said i was brave then my father gave me the iron cross of valour oh could he see me now with this coward's livery ever in my cheek oh i never knew any love when i was a boy i was ruled by terror myself how else should i rule now but i will have revenge i will have revenge for every hour i have lain awake at night waiting for the noose or the dagger they shall pass years in siberia centuries in the mines i i shall have revenge father have mercy on the people give them what they ask and begin sire with your own head they have a particular liking for that the people the people a tiger which i have let loose upon myself but i will fight with it to the death i am done with half measures I shall crush these nihilists at a blow. There shall not be a man of them, I or a woman either, left alive in Russia. Ah, am I emperor for nothing that a woman should hold me at bay? Vera Saburov shall be in my power. I swear it before a week is ended though i burn my whole city to find her she shall be flogged by the knout stifled in the fortress strangled in the square oh. oh god for two years her hands have been clutching at my throat for two years she has made my life a hell but i shall have revenge martial law prince martial law over the whole empire that will give me revenge a good measure prince a good measure and an economical one too sire it would carry off your surplus population in six months and save you many expenses in courts of justice they will not be needed now quite right there are too many people in russia 
too much money spent on them too much money in courts of justice i'll shut them up sire reflect before when can you have the proclamations ready prince paul they have been printed for the last six months sire i knew you would need them that's good that's very good let us begin at once ah prince if every king in europe had a minister like you <sighs> there would be less kings in europe than there are tsar in frightened whisper to prince paul oh, what does he mean do you trust him his prison hasn't cured him yet shall i banish him shall i the emperor paul did it the empress catherine there points to picture on the wall did it why shouldn't i your majesty there is no need for alarm the prince is a very ingenuous young man he pretends to be devoted to the people and lives in a palace preaches socialism and draws a salary that would support a province he'll find out one day that the best cure for republicanism is the imperial crown and will cut up the bonnet rouge of democracy to make decorations for his prime minister you are right if he really loved the people he could not be my son if he lived with the people for a fortnight their bad dinners would soon cure him of his democracy shall we begin sire at once read the proclamation gentlemen be seated alexis alexis i say come and hear it it will be good practice for you you will be doing it yourself some day i have heard too much of it already takes his seat at the table count ruvalov whispers to him what are you whispering about there count ruvalov i was giving his royal highness some good advice your majesty count ruvalov is the typical spendthrift sire he is always giving away what he needs most lays papers before the tsar i think sire you will approve of this um, love of the people father of his people martial law and the usual allusions to providence in the last line all it requires now is your imperial majesty's signature sire i promise your majesty to crush every nihilist in russia in six months if you sign this proclamation every nihilist in russia ah, say that again to crush every nihilist in russia to crush this woman their leader who makes war upon me in my own city prince paul maralovsky i create you marechal of the whole russian empire to help you to carry out martial law give me the proclamation i will sign it at once prince paul points on paper here sire tsarevich starts up and puts his hands on the paper stay i tell you stay the priests have taken heaven from the people and you would take the earth away too we have no time prince now this boy will ruin everything the pen sire what is it so small a thing to strangle a nation to murder a kingdom to wreck an empire 
who are we who dare lay this ban of terror on a people? Have we less vices than they have, that we bring them to the bar of judgment before us? What a communist the prince is! He would have an equal distribution of sin as well as of property. Warmed by the same sun, nurtured by the same air, fashioned of flesh and blood like to our own, wherein are they different to us, save that they starve while we surfeit, that they toil while we idle, that they sicken while we poison, that they die while we strangle. How dare! I dare all for the people. But you would rob them of common rights of common men. The people have no rights. Then they have great wrongs. Father, they have won your battles for you. From the pine forests of the Baltic to the palms of India, they have ridden on victory's mighty wings in search of your glory. Boy as I am in years, I have seen wave after wave of living men sweep up the heights of battle to their death. I, and snatch perilous conquest from the scales of war, when the bloody crescent seemed to shake above our eagles. <laughs> Those men are dead. What have I to do with them? Nothing. The dead are safe. You cannot harm them now. They sleep their last long sleep, some in Turkish waters, others by the windswept heights of Norway and the Dane. But these, the living, our brothers, what have you done for them? They asked you for bread. You gave them a stone. They sought for freedom. You scourged them with scorpions. You have sown the seeds of this revolution yourself. And are we not cutting down the harvest? Oh, my brothers, better far that ye had died in the iron hail and screaming shell of battle than to come back to such a doom as this. The beasts of the forests have their lairs, and the wild beasts their caverns, but the people of Russia, conquerors of the world, have not where to lay their heads. They have the headsman's block. The headsman's block? Aye, you have killed their souls at your pleasure. You would kill their bodies now. Insolent boy, have you forgotten who is emperor of Russia? No, the people reign now. By the grace of God, you should have been their shepherd. You have fled away like the hireling, and let the wolves in upon them. Take him away, take him away, Prince Paul. God hath given this people tongues to speak with. You would cut them out that they may be dumb in their agony, silent in their torture. But God hath given them hands to smite with, and they shall smite. Ay, from the sick and labouring womb of this unhappy land, some revolution, like a bloody child, shall rise up and slay you. Tsar leaping up. Oh, devil, assassin, why do you beard me thus to my face? Because I am a nihilist. The ministers start to their feet. There is dead silence for a few minutes. Oh, a nihilist, a nihilist, scorpion whom I have nurtured, traitor whom I have fondled. Is this your bloody secret? Prince Paul Maralovsky, Marichal of the Russian Empire, arrest the Tsarevich. Arrest the Tsarevich! A nihilist! If you have sown with them, you shall reap with them. 
if you have talked with them you shall rot with them if you have lived with them with them you shall die die a plague on all sons i say there should be no more marriages in russia when one can breed such vipers as you are arrest the tsarevich i say tsarevich by order of the emperor i demand your sword tsarevich gives up sword prince paul places it on the table foolish boy you are not made for a conspirator you have not learned to hold your tongue heroics are out of place in a palace tsar sinks into his chair with his eyes fixed on the tsarevich oh god if i am to die for the people i am ready one nihilist more or less in russia what does that matter a good deal i should say to the one nihilist the mighty brotherhood to which i belong has a thousand such as i am ten thousand better still the tsar starts in his seat the star of freedom is risen already and far off i hear the mighty wave democracy break on these cursed shores prince paul to prince petrovich in that case you and i better learn how to swim father emperor imperial master i plead not for my own life but for the lives of my brothers the people your brothers the people prince are not content with their own lives they always want to take their neighbors too tsar standing up i am sick of being afraid i have done with terror now from this day i proclaim war against the people war to their annihilation as they have dealt with me so shall i deal with them i shall grind them to powder and strew their dust upon the air there shall be a spy in every man's house a traitor on every hearth a hangman in every village a gibbet in every square plague leprosy or fever shall be less deadly than my wrath i will make every frontier a graveyard every province a lazar house and cure the sick by the sword i shall have peace in russia though it be the peace of the dead who said i was a coward who said i was afraid see thus shall i crush these people beneath my feet takes up sword of tsarevich off table and tramples on it father beware the sword you tread on may turn and wound you the people suffer long but vengeance comes at last vengeance with red hands and bloody purpose bah the people are bad shots they always miss one there are times when the people are instruments of god ay and when kings are god's scourges for the people oh my own son in my own house 
my own flesh and blood against me take him away take him away bring in my guards enter the imperial guard tsar points to tsarevich who stands alone at the side of the stage to the blackest prison in moscow let me never see his face again tsarevich is being led out no no leave him i don't trust guards they are all nihilists they would let him escape and he would kill me kill me no i'll bring him to prison myself you and i i trust you you have no mercy i shall have no mercy oh my own son against me how hot it is the air stifles me i feel as if i were going to faint as if something were at my throat open the windows i say out of my sight out of my sight i can't bear his eyes wait wait for me throws window open and goes out on balcony prince paul looking at his watch the dinner is sure to be spoiled how annoying politics are and eldest sons voice outside in the street god save the people tsar is shot and staggers back into the room tsarevich breaking from the guards and rushing over father Murderer! You did it! Murderer! Dies. Tableau. End of Act Two.